All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bites, the show about cosplays, conventions, and all the nerdy bits and bites. Um, I just want to start off by saying both thank you and I'm super duper sorry that there's been a very uh, barren lack of episodes lately. Long story short, my laptop had a freak accident, so to speak, and had to get repaired. Um, and I was just without it for a couple of weeks. And we were just about to do an episode using some workarounds. But then I got a message saying, that, no, no, it's fixed. So I was like, oh, good. So got my laptop back. And so now I'm just geared up and ready to go. So um, before I get into introducing my lovely guest, um, just a little couple of uh, admin stuff. Um, just a quick shout out to my fellow uh, patrons over on my Patreon, I have uh, Kendall, Nicole Marie Jean, Noah, Mink the Seder, Oh My Sophie, and Coralia Jade. And then, um, <coughs> there we go. If you go over to my blog, The Lightning Palace, um, much like I, I have just said that I've been without my laptop for a couple of weeks. So I also haven't been able to write any, as much post um, as of late. So you can actually... Now, look on and read my review of the game Hades by Supergiant Games, which was very addicting, very gorgeous-looking game. And then I also have my upcoming review on Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, which I'm now playing through again, more so in uh, replaying through songs on a much harder difficulty. So that's been fun. That's been a real nostalgia trip for me as someone who's basically played almost every single game in the series um and then i have a cosplay feature post that i have to write up maybe later tonight on uh oh my sophie's uh pain from final fantasy 10 2 and then also just a heads up there may be a blog hiatus so to speak although my guest tonight uh said she would definitely help out in sharing some of her cosplays with me uh, to write about, and uh, <coughs> I got stuff doing run-on sentences, jeesh. Um, yeah, because the pandemic isn't slowing down anytime soon, and we've actually now have heard just a, more cons into 2021 that have been canceled, specifically that come to my mind, uh, MAGFest and Casticon have been officially uh, canceled for next year. So that's a bummer, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's all the admin stuff. So, getting on to my guest, I have with me the lovely Kia Sangria. Hi, everybody. Good evening. All right. So, um, real nice story of, so Kia actually reached out to me in wanting to be a guest on my show. So, I thought, oh, shit. Yes, please. Thank you for reaching out. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's ever done that before. Really? No, no. Like I, I'm the one that made me doing the reaching out, and um, yeah, no one. Well, ever... I just want to say I found you through your September podcast about um cosplayers that were still like creating, like even during this time, and I felt like so inspired because, like, for me, I have also kind of like been in a funk when it comes to like creating things, and like as much as I have fun creating things, like sometimes I just don't always want to do it because then like the reality that I'm currently living in sets in, and it just. It gets so depressing, but anyway, so listening to that episode, I was just like, wow, like I am not by myself when I feel like this. 
and I feel seen. And so, yeah, that kind of like prompted me to reach out because like I have like my own story to tell. And I was like, oh, I wonder if you would be interested in like sitting down with me to kind of like talk about things. So I was really, really excited when you like agreed to have me on your show because I, I have a lot to say. All right. Well, I mean, we got all the time in the world until one of us gets super tired and wants to go to bed. So, <laughs> um, let me think then. All right. Well, then I will just leave it open to you. So all I know from doing my quick research on you, I apologize if I didn't do enough research because, again, without my laptop and I've been living on my phone and my tablet. But um, you mainly... You, so obviously, duh, you cosplay. Duh, that's why you're here. Uh, <laughs> but you also run a blog, which was, uh, to my surprise, very, uh, very fun to find out. And a lot of the posts that you've seen, as I've glimpsed through, um, you do a lot of uh, tutorials with like makeup and sewing cosplays, yes. uh, mainly with, uh, if I can remember at the top, I had simplicity patterns and stuff like that. So. Yes. Uh, you know, why don't we start from the beginning? What, what got you into cosplay? Okay. Um, for me, what really got me into cosplay was the anime Sailor Moon. It was one of my first animes, like, growing up. And I absolutely loved the way that these characters looked. I loved the way that they dressed, like, the sailor suits and stuff like that. I absolutely fell in love with the design, like, the first time I saw it. And so, like, I kind of decided when I was, like you know, all the, like, so young, I was just like, I'm going to be this. I want to be this when I grow up. I don't know how I'm going to be this, but I'm going to do it somehow, some way. Um, and so then as I got older, like, and I discovered cosplay, I was like, wow, people are actually, like, getting up in here and they're, like, dressing up as, like, these characters and they look super cool. I want to do that too. Um, so that's kind of what, like, prompted me to get started myself. Okay. So... What would you say? I mean, you probably do remember. Uh, what was your first? Uh, what was your first convention where you like either made or bought a cosplay to wear for that convention? So my very first um, convention was New York Anime Festival. This was back in, I guess it had to be like 20, 2012, I think. Twenty twelve, I think. Yeah, that was my first. Um, costume, well, first convention. And I think the costume that I wore for that one, um, the costume that I wore for that convention was actually one of my older like ballet costumes. And then I literally just kind of like modified it so that it looked like something from like Cardcaptor Sakura. Cause that was another anime too that like I got to see when I was really young. Okay. Um, but that was like the first convention that I ever went to where I like actually dressed up. Right. Yeah, no, that was actually the same year for me. Oh, wow. Uh, when I went to, I meant to solely meet uh, Jessica Negri because at the time she was starting to blow up and she actually had won the, um, that lollipop chainsaw competition mm -hmm. and became the spokesmodel for the game essentially. And it, and, and that prompted her to go on a, um, a tour of sorts of very commitment to promote the game. And one such spot was in Boston with PAX East. And that was the year I went. Okay. And, and so that That's was my so first. Cool. Yeah. So that was my first con. She actually knew who I was because we were interacting with each other online for a little bit through her fan pages and whatnot. And like I did a very, very bare bones uh, New 52 Nightwing cosplay. Um, Ooh. It was a lot of fun. 
we had like a mini photo shoot at the at the um spot where she was located and uh yeah i've just been going to cons ever since and then so cool that sounds really fun (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and then i picked up the blog writing back about a year later actually through a very funny somewhat uh, frustrating story and then so i've been running that for about seven years and uh, i i i guess i've sort of made a name for myself because i've gotten a lot of attention or, or uh, recognition from like various other well-known cosplayers from even around the globe so to speak and then this show came into being uh about two years ago where i was just like you know i've been doing my blog for at the time uh five years where I celebrated that milestone, did a whole rebranding, which you can see with my little avatar, like that's the logo that I made for it. Um, just wanting to do something more for the community. And I was just looking into podcasting, did my first couple of episodes. And then when I, I finally got into the swing of things and now I'm just like heavily invested in it where it's become a key part of my life, both, uh, recreationally and then also professionally because this has given me a lot of skills to use when it comes to like finding jobs that I'm hoping that are interesting enough for me to go for. That's great. Congratulations on all of that. Your blog is like very expe- like extensive. When I went and like took a look at it, I was like, wow, there's so much stuff here. That's awesome. There's been a lot more. I deleted a lot of old cringe-worthy posts because I was just like, I don't want to look at this anymore. <laughs> totally fair i think yeah. but you know what that kind of shows how you level up where you can look at your past work and be like it's above me now so that's that's really good that you've come such a long way yeah and then actually this year so like i i had been running my blog for a while now and like it was always a dream of mine to like go to a convention like as media like covering the con the covering the convention for my blog and i would always stick with new york comic-con it would always never pan out until this year when I got a media pass under my own work for PAX East using my podcast. Wow. And that was the best time of my goddamn life. <laughs> Going to a con for a full four days, all set up alone in a hotel. And it was just like, it was so cool. <laughs> a dream? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like going to the VIP after party. Okay. Uh, it was like the VIP, like media master pre- party from Predator. I think it was Predator, Predator Gaming Computer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Went to that, and uh, yeah, I was able to do interview with some game developers. Uh, one of which I led me to uh, buy their game like the day of online or or digitally through my Switch, and that has become one of my all time favorite games uh, for this year. Um. Cool. Yeah, so that's my spiel. That's my life. And then... Okay, so... You said you had a lot to say, or a lot to share. So I guess, in relation to you finding me through content creation with quarantine, so I guess then the obvious question that I'm thinking of now would be, like, so how is... I mean, you had mentioned before that it's been tough on you um for creating during quarantine because i think because i think for a lot of people it it i think you're right in that most people love to create and they love to produce work but 
the fact that going to conventions has been such a key part in like meeting fans, uh, networking with other people, just showing off your work. There's just like like there's nothing happening. Right, We're all and stuck I think at home. yeah, and I think too, like also like the the strain of cosplay too, because obviously we all know that cosplay can be expensive, and so you know, you not only have like this pandemic looming over you, but you have a lot of people, cosplayers included, out of a job. That's so big, how yeah. do you find the motivation to create where it's like, you don't particularly have like the money to create, no matter how badly you want to. And then just the circumstances around you as well. It's like how, you know, it can be really hard to, to want to do anything. Because, right. you know, cons is how we got to see, like, our friends and stuff like that. And it's like now, you know, there there is none of that happening. And the drive just sometimes, like, isn't there. So, yeah, like, there's, you know, because as much as we, you know, our little community, our community is small. The cosplay community is very small. But we still, we're all individuals. We're all, for the most part, adults. And so we all deal with, like, real world issues. And this is something that affected all of us in yeah. some capacity. Um, so, so yeah, like it was, you know, for me, especially like it was, um, kind of like a struggle to continue to find the drive to like create things and create content and, and all those other things. Um, but you're like listening to that episode of your podcast was like a very big help because, you know, it, even for me, it was just like, not that I took any solace and I should feel good about it, but it just kind of felt good that like other people understood like what it was that I was feeling. Right. Yeah, no, that, that. I have never ever heard anyone say something like that about my show, like having helped them go through such a, a difficult time. So that, that really, really means a lot to me. So I'm very happy that it did help you and that you are pushing through this very shitty time frame. Um, you're still creating your blog content. And I, again, very well thought out, very professionally well put together. So, cause I noticed, just some blogging um, I don't know where the thought is going so never mind but anyway mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so when did you start blogging uh, I want to say I started blogging like maybe two years ago and like when I first started blogging it was kind of like on and off because I wasn't really 100% sure what it is that I wanted to talk about and to be honest sometimes I'm still not even sure like what it is that I want to talk about but I know like I want to share things with people. And so that's why like you see a lot of like tutorials there and like pattern reviews and and other things, because like really what I want to do is just like if anyone comes across my blog, I'd want it to be a help to them in some way. And so right. I started writing about things that I think would be helpful. Like actually today I published a new blog post that was like six, six tips. Um, for creating costly content at home just because I see that it's still something that a lot of people like struggle with and They don't have to so I kind of gave a breakdown of like one of the important elements when it comes to like creating cosplay um, at home and I talk about like uh, lighting lighting equipment is important. I talk about um, Utilizing your smartphone to create content because it's a smartphone for a reason and I also talk about like having the intention to actually create um, because I think if you don't have the intention to create or in the true motivation, like nothing that you do is going to like turn out the way that you want it to. So it's a very interesting read 
And yeah. when I was writing it, I was writing it for myself. So I kind of, when I write things on my blog, I kind of like, what is something that I wish I would have known like three years ago, two years ago, or even like three months ago. So I kind of like write for myself, but then also hope that it helps somebody else who comes across that, you know, that piece of content from me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that kind of in, re in relation to me. Cause that, I mean, that's what I hope that this podcast and my blog are able to do just for the cosplay community as a whole. Just give, um, <clears throat> just give something to give the community like a bright slate, so to speak, to look at and like show all like the amazingness that this community can offer. Because I mean, like, especially for, uh, for females in this community, I mean, it can be a little bit draining where you got like the slut shaming and like all the mean stupid comments that strangers on the internet will leave on your photos and right i just wanted to create sort of like a safe space for cosplay and that um doing the best that i can in showing the community in a positive light but while also touching on some controversies that have and unfortunately still kind of um plague the community such as like you know like the sweat shaming and the um hating on the sexy cosplay side and uh especially uh like black facing in the community yeah that's, that. that's still apparent um i don't know why and it always seems to be when i ever see that white pop up again it's always it's always from the european side like, yeah, that's like a whole thing about people that really don't um, just they they try to pretend that like racism and things that occur in the U.S. is like singularly a United States kind of an issue. But it's really not true. Like, you know, racism and things of that nature is literally everywhere. And um, I don't you know, I, I, I know exactly what it is you're saying. I'm not really sure, like, you know, where the disconnect is. Um, but it happens and when it does happen, it, it like really sucks, especially when people like double down and they're not open to being teachable to understand why those things are like not okay to do. Yeah. Yeah. That that just what frustrates me the most. It's just like I if there's no if there's no getting through to them, then they're just gonna leave it as it be and then just like block them out or shun them or whatever. It's like mm -hmm. if they're not willing to understand, then there's really not much else you can do. So right. I mean, don't worry. I promise we'll get more positive and all happy later on, but just oddly the decent transition. So um, you're a POC cosplayer. And so like well, I, I actually prefer, I mean, POC is like one term, but I'm, I'm black. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm a black cosplayer. Okay. <laughs> Well, no, I just didn't want to be offensive. I don't know. I oh, no, 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 it's not. It's not. Don't please. It's definitely not offensive. But there is a difference between like a person of color and somebody that's black, just because like I have my own unique experiences as a black person, and people of right. color, other people of color, can sometimes be anti-black. So we don't all fit under the same umbrella. But you wouldn't know that. Okay, it's I wouldn't. Like again, I w yeah, exactly. I mean, I've I've said POC to other times I've had black cosplayers on my show, so. As I was um, saying to you on Twitter earlier before we started, you know, like I've had a couple of cosplayers, black cosplayers, black cosplay photographers and whatnot um, be on my show. And so I always bring this up and I know it seems like a, I'm beating a dead horse. Like 
you're going to probably hear the same thing. But honestly, you never know if other people, other black cosplayers have different experiences of being black in the community. So I guess leading into that. So, um, so I mean, like you started cosplaying in 2012. How has it been for you cosplaying as a whole, given your skin color and whatnot? Well, to be honest, like 100%, I don't think I've ever... I'm not gonna say ever. I I have I think the most I haven't I've only had one run in where someone was kind of nasty to me when it, because of the color of my skin and that was on a cosplay that I posted on Instagram as Ray from Neon Genesis, and okay. like the person just commented like like Rega, which I guess like they were trying to do a play on the N word, but it wasn't successful because like honestly I had to read the comment like three times to be like what are you talking about like what does this comment mean? And I was just like, oh, okay, you're trying to be funny. I didn't respond to the comment. I literally just deleted it. Um, sure. And, and that's kind of like, for the most part, kind of how I handle any type of situation like that. I just delete the comment. Like, I'm really not going to try to engage with you because they're, also their comments, they, the, the, the racist comments that people throw around, they're just not original. And so, not really, no. Right. You, so it's like you'll get my attention, but not in the way that you want because I'm just going to see your comment and delete it and move along. Like, I'm not entertaining that. Um, yeah. And like, one of the things that I decided a long time ago for myself was that nobody was going to sit here and make me feel bad about my skin and in cosplay. Like, you're not doing that yeah. at all. I'm not going to let you do that because, like, as fun as this hobby is for me and as many great memories as I've made with it, it's really just a hobby for me. And I'm not going to let you take that away. And I've never had anyone get up under my skin because I've never entertained anybody like having something to say right. about my skin color. Um, so for me, like being a black person in the cosplay community, I know it can be really, really like crappy. <laughs> Um, I know people can really be nasty. People can really be hurtful. They can say some really disgusting things. Um, I haven't had anyone say that directly to me. Now, could a photo of me have ended up somewhere online and someone said something about me? Um, I haven't seen it. Or, you know what? That's that's not true. I did create a, a costume for Shenron. And I think one of these, like, Instagram cosplay feature pages, like, shared it. And somebody left, like, a nasty comment. But... I don't give those things the time of day. So right. it was just like, I was just scroll. I scrolled on by, like it wasn't even something that like called my attention. It was just kind of like, whatever. Cause none of these people are original um, when it comes to them, like, you know, going after like black cosplayers. And I know some people can do it ferociously. I have not had that happen to me just yet. Okay, um, good. I'm not looking for it, but I know. Well, yeah, don't look for it. <laughs> like, I know, like where I stand right now, like no one is gonna sit here and make me feel bad about my skin and cosplay. Like you just aren't. I'm not Good. gonna let you have that. Good. Good. Amen to that, sister. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any um. So has it been difficult also with like doing photo shoots? Because I. I know and I hear of certain like cosplay photographers that for some stupid reason they just don't photograph black cosplayers for whatever stupid reason. Like, have you had any difficulties with that aspect, or have like photographers been like open to more than welcoming to like shoot your cosplay for like photos and whatnot? 
Well, so to be honest, I don't really, the photographers that I have shot with have been absolutely phenomenal. I haven't run into a photographer that hasn't wanted to like shoot my cosplay. And um, I have so many like black photographers in my circle that like, I don't really think I would ever be in a position where I would be like, oh, someone doesn't want to shoot with me. Um, right. I also don't, I don't just go up to any random photographer and I'm like, hey, would you shoot me? Like, I've never done that. I always check oh, no, portfolios not, no. to see like who they've shot um, previously. And to be completely honest with you, um, I have my own DSLR and my husband takes amazing pictures of me and my cosplays. So cosplay photographers are not, like I've never experienced anyone um, not wanting to take a picture of me because I'm black, because like if there's so many other people out there that I can work with. And if all else fails, like I have my husband and my camera here to like shoot my costumes. And my husband has been shooting all of my cosplays, like all quarantine. So, you know. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I haven't really had to deal with like any type of situations like that. Okay, good. Good. Um, all right. So out of that somewhat awkward topic or somewhat depressing topic, <laughs> um, more about you. So let's see. Um, going to Constance 2012, do you have a personal favorite uh, convention that you go to in a specific year? Or like, do you have just a convention that like you go to every year and because it, it, it's always a favorite? Um, so for me, that con would definitely be Anime NYC. I prefer anime conventions over like comic book conventions. Sure. Really weeby. I have so much fun there. Um, sure. One of the cons that I used to go to a lot was New York Anime Festival, and that got absorbed by New York Comic Con. And so, correct. Basically, yeah. what happened was like New York Anime Festival became part of New York Comic Con, where it was like, okay, this is New York Comic Con, and then there's like one floor where it's just like anime. And so from that um, came actually Anime NYC because the guy that was running. Um, New York Anime Festival decided to start his own thing, which is Anime NYC. And I think this year would have been the, I think the third or fourth year of Anime NYC. Um, but they, they're doing that online actually right now. And that's uh, that's my favorite convention. I absolutely love the energy that I feel in that yeah. place of all like the anime fans together. Like it's just always such a good time. And I was actually talking to my husband because I got to see in my Facebook memories the costumes that we wore last year. And I was like, damn, like it really sucks to be not being able to like go this year because it's such it's such a fun con and the people it are so is. fun. It is. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm very grateful that PAX East was around right when the pandemic was getting kicked into high gear and it ended like just in time for stuff to get shut down. Cause I I think not not just because it happened to be my first convention ever, but I think going there as media for a full four days um, made that my favorite convention to go to other than New York Comic-Con, which is only, it's just only like, honestly, those two and Capticon um, occasionally, if I have the money and the time to do it um, as my favorite con. But, like, Castucon for me is always a con where I get to see, like, a lot of my friends. Like, I've made a lot of new friends. Some that are actually some of my closest friends, period, um, that are from out of state or all over the country. But then also, like, a lot of cosplayers that I've been fans of from other countries um, will come down for Castucon specifically. 
So that's always been a blast to oh, go yeah, to. Yeah, you guys get to all like meet up again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, PAX East being somewhat local to me, because um, I'm in Rhode Island, so it's just a train ride away, which isn't that bad. Um, and yeah, just just walking around the city um, made me fall in love with the city a lot more than I. <laughs> enjoy a lot more than I enjoy New York City because I mean I've got a lot of family down there so I've been to New York City quite a lot uh but I don't know it was just something about Boston that really struck me I was like you know what if I ever got a chance to move down here for like a job I would not mind it I would not mind it um as of right now what is your favorite <laughs> Favorite cosplay that you've made as of now? Oh, so for me, that has to be my Snow White costume. Oh, okay. Yeah, I absolutely love how that costume turned out. I took a lot of creative liberties when I was making that costume. Um, and everything about it just brings me joy. I absolutely loved getting to wear it. And I, sometimes I literally like take it out the closet just to look at it. Because it's like, like the craftsmanship in that costume, it jumped out. And I absolutely just loved like love 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 loved making that costume and the experience <laughs> of like finishing it and getting to wear it and get pictures in it um so that is my favorite costume right now okay interesting how fast you came up with the answer because a lot of times i get the same response of like oh my god like making me choose between children how could i choose a favorite <laughs> it's, you know what? it's really basically that because with each new thing I make like it's just like wow I'm really in love with this and then like three weeks later I make something new and it's like wow this is the best thing I've ever made there you go um, so it changes for me and I guess like for me the love is that like I made the costume myself so like I just appreciate it so much more right okay interesting um so you had mentioned before that you have several cosplays uh, that you're working on at the moment, and you said you were willing to share them? Yes, I do. I um, am currently working. So majority of the costumes that you've seen from me thus far have been in partnership with Fabric Wholesale Direct, who uh, I write for their blog, and I write about the costumes I make and how I made them because I'm using their fabric to make them. Right, I remember you saying that. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome deal. I want to touch on that in a second after you're done with this. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I'm constantly like creating things on like behalf of the blog, but not only am I creating content for their blog, but I'm also creating pieces that really mean a lot to me, um, for assorted reasons. And so, yeah, I would love to send you some of those costumes and you know talk about my reason for creating them and like what these costumes like mean to me. Because like for example, with the Snow White costume, you know, people on the outside they just see a Snow White costume. But the truth is, is that I've never, even when I was little, I've never owned a Disney princess, anything. Um, I never owned like any of the little dresses for like Halloween or anything like that. And so for me, making this Snow White costume was literally my chance to like get to live out a dream since I had, since I was a little girl. Um, so that costume like meant like so much to me. So yeah, I definitely would love to like share that with you and like your audience about, you know, what these costumes mean to me. Cause I don't, when I create something I create because I, I have a feeling about it. It's just, it's not, it's not just a cosplay. It's not just the costume. Like, it's it's a piece of me, and I yeah would definitely love to share that with you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, touching on, you're currently working, not working. Like you have a partnership with. Oh god, you said it with like a fabric warehouse company in yeah. New York. 
So, um, okay. So how did that come about? Um, well, I reached out to, I started working with Fabricolso Direct, I want to say back in uh, February or like March. And I reached out because I buy, I bought fabric from them. I still buy fabric from them too. Even though I have a partnership with them, I still like purchase, you know, fabric for my projects. Um, but I reached out to them because I saw that they had a blog, which I thought was really interesting. And on this blog was like a couple of like cosplayers and things that had written about the pieces that they made using their fabric. And, but I noticed after a certain point in time that some of the cosplay blogs themselves stopped. And so I reached out and I said, hey, you know, my name's Kia, I'm a cosplayer from New York City and I sew like 95% of my costumes and I'm currently working on a project. I would love to make this project featuring some of your um, fabric and then possibly like writing about it for you. And so they agreed to it and um, they said, you know, we have a blog and what we're really looking for is for people to contribute to our blog and, you know, since you're a cosplayer, we'd love to kind of like learn, you know, work with more cosplayers and like highlight and feature and make our website more cosplay friendly. So um, we Let would like to give you the fabric if you could write a blog post about the con the creation of like the costume, like any patterns you used, any techniques you used, and just write it from the point of view as if the person reading it is like a beginner and they have no idea what this is. And so basically I was tasked with like creating my costume but also writing about how I created it and you know any type of special techniques I used to create it with my sewing machine so that if someone who was a beginner came across this, um, this blog, they could either um, make the same costume if they wanted to, or if not, they at least knew how to work with the pattern that I used to create the costume. And so after that project, I kind of thought it was gonna be like a one-time thing between me and them. But then, you know, after I finished the first costume, they're like, okay, what's the next? And I was like, oh, you want to <laughs> you, you want another, uh, a, a project for your blog? And I'm just like, okay, like, that's great. And then like, ever since then, it's like, after I completed something, like, okay, so what's the next design? And it's just like, oh, okay, um, here's something else that I've been thinking. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm pretty strategic um, when it comes to the costumes that I pick. I try to highlight, I try to use different fabrics for costumes just so on their blog, they can see the many different costumes that, um, many different fabrics, I'm sorry. The many different fabrics that you can use to create certain costumes. So I have like um, blogs on there that, you know, for this project, I'm making a spandex bodysuit and I'm working with stretchy material, you know, for like a superhero costume. I have um, blogs where I'm working with like satin, which is like if you're making a dress or you know, a corset or something of that nature. Here's a blog on how to properly work with that fabric and work with a pattern that will um, produce like really great results should you choose to use this fabric. But uh, one of the things I loved about doing it is that because I get to write about how I made the costume, I, I my biggest wish is that a cosplayer who's like looking for fabric um, will come across this blog and just learn something from it before they check out with whatever's in their cart. Um, so I really like that I get to kind of um, be a, a resource on Fabric Wholesale Direct's websites, that not only as a cosplayer can you find really amazing quality fabrics for an affordable price, but you can also find some resources there on how to sew some of these fabrics. And that's really important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Wow, I'm, I'm glad you're still doing it. I'm glad it's working out fantastically you. for you. Um yeah, getting getting to do sponsored content can be um, enjoyable. Um, sometimes, and I know I I shouldn't feel bad because I still kind of do, but like I got a, I got a chance to do a sponsored blog post from a contact company, like uh, contact for cosplays, 
So they sent me some of their contacts to look at. I'm too much of a wimp to put them in. Oh my gosh. Because I've never worn contacts in my life. So, and I eventually threw them out because they've been like sitting in a container for God knows how long and they got so hard and like crunchy and then they like started to crack and I'm like, oh God. Yeah, definitely uh, don't put those in your eyes. Yeah, so I mean, I did a review on them on how they looked, but I just felt so bad that like I didn't actually wear them because I'm again I'm too much of a wimp to put in stuff in my eye. Um, but it, it was interesting. Uh, I mean, I've gotten to do, I've gotten uh review copies of certain indie games. Um, like one one such indie game from the same developer that I met with at PAX East, who was so great. Um, there was a it was a company called uh, Toge Productions. Um, they're in um, Indonesian based game company, game developing company. Um, and one of the games they had at PAX East that I learned about through like their email list that I was a part of. Um, was a game called Coffee Talk, and just the premise of it sold me instantly. And so I went over to their booth. Like I said, I had an appointment. They looked me up. They found me. I tried out like the first chapter of their game. I told them like, holy smokes, I loved it. I'm going to buy it like as soon as I get back to my hotel. And then they gave me, <laughs> they gave me like a little like press media like package. Oh, that's of, so like, nice. Like, and I still can't use it because like, so it was like, so they gave me this little, um, this little case that had like little like uh, print collateral flyers of their upcoming games, but then also a thumb drive of like all their demos wow. that they had to showcase at the con. But I can't play them because I'm on a Mac. <laughs> wow, I'm so sorry. But then they also gave, <laughs> they also gave me flavored coffee. They gave me raspberry flavored like ground coffee that I then made at the hotel. I was like, oh wow. Thank you. <laughs> That's quite an interesting gift. Yeah. But a very nice one, all the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it would relate to the game that I played, so, I mean, it made sense, but it was yeah. kind of hilarious. Um, yeah. So that's great. Um, so you mentioned that um, anime is your favorite. So would you say that anime is your favorite, like, media, so to speak? out of like gaming and comic books and all that stuff? Um, I mean, I think anime is what I spend the most of my time with, like just like when it comes to like consuming media, um, as far as cosplay con is concerned, I feel like I do more pop culture cosplays than I do like anime cosplays. Like, oh, I, don't, okay. I don't fall into any like one category. Um, when it comes to like the cosplays that I do, I just, I don't know. I vibe with so many things. I just tend to like make what I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, because I mean, well, I, I asked this because I mean, like some cosplayers, either they, they are like sort of like, and I don't, I don't mean in a bad way, but they're kind of like one note and always sticking to this media. But I mean, like some cosplayers have a favorite media to cosplay from, like others like to cosplay video game characters a lot more than they do their anime cosplays, or some do it the other way around. So, yeah, I'm a little all over the place because like I like so many different things. So like I can't I can't box myself in and be like, okay, I'm gonna strictly cosplay just this. Like I can't do that. I 
No. It's just not me. Like I like so many different things. I gotta I gotta create what I feel. Yeah, to, to I mean to those who can, more power to you. Like I know a couple of cosplayers or I've seen a couple of cosplayers that only seen the cosplay characters from the uh, the show Ruby, which is interesting. But um you know, there's that. Um huh, let's see. If you had, and maybe you already did, so, I mean, we'll see how you answer this question. Um, if you had all the money, like, if, if money and unlimited resources was not, an issue, was not an issue for you, what cosplay would you make? Bayonetta. It would be Bayonetta. Bayonetta, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, she's got crazy hair. <laughs> Absolutely. I love her. I love her character. I love her, her clothing. And um, I don't think, I think I could probably make the costume because that's what I intended to do originally. It's just the fabric that I want to use for it. I just don't have the talent yet to, um, to, to work with it. Fabric. Right. I don't. Um, so I think once I finally get good at working with that fabric, then I think she's fair game. But as of right now, like she's the one that I want to do the most. <laughs> right. So then I guess you're probably going to like tackle like other characters that use the same material that Bayonetta does, but in very small quantities. So um, that you get like a feel for it, I'm guessing. I mean, I may, you know what? It may not always be like a cosplay. I might just go ahead and like, make, try making a dress out of the fabric that I want to use for Bayonetta and then see well, how that. Because I don't just sew cosplay. I also sew like clothing too. Like I just recently um, debuted like a wool coat that I made. So I, I don't just like sew for cosplay. I, I sew, it's a hobby for me. Cosplay is part of it, but I make other things too. Okay. Interesting. Very cool. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about or wanted to touch on? Because I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I really think that we... We, we we got a lot out of our conversation tonight. Um, I have a couple of new things in the works, especially um, on my YouTube channel, where I will, um, in December, start doing actual uh, sewing streams, where um, if you choose to join me, um, you will get to make the same item as me. I'll be sharing the pattern and my fabric recommendations, and we can make something together, or you can just pop in and watch me make stuff on camera. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to launch this because a lot of my a lot of people have asked me like, "Oh, do you take commissions and things of that nature?" And it's like, I actually don't. Uh, but I'm always down to try to show people like how to sew because I really want to encourage more people to pick up the needle and thread. And so, I'm yeah. launching this stream in December so that you can if you have a machine at home and you've never touched it, um, hopefully this will inspire you to kind of sit down with it and, you know, get to, to know your machine, become friends with it and create some really awesome things with it. So I have a lot of things, um, in the works that people will get to see very soon. Good. So that's going to be YouTube only streaming uh, on YouTube I, or I, I'm entertaining Twitch. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure about Twitch just because I feel like Twitch is more of a gaming platform. Um, sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm entertaining the idea, but for right now, though, I do intend to go live um, in December on my YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, 
and your YouTube channel is Kia Sangria, right? It is, yes. Okay, so definitely go subscribe. Uh, if you're interested in learning how to sew or sewing some awesome stuff, because I know that's what Kia's been doing. Like her, <laughs> her work is fantastic, guys. We should definitely check her out. And I gotta either she'll send me photos or I gotta go stock her stuff more and get some outfits to share on my blog eventually. Oh, I will definitely <laughs> send you a slew of items. You do not have Gosh, to. Gosh, <laughs> girl, give me them photos. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, yeah, I guess we can wrap it up here. Um, also, just a heads up, um, I'm definitely going to try to start doing more episodes. Um, I'm looking to also maybe have some uh, return favorite guests that have been on the show before, mainly to talk about uh, what the hell they've been up to. Because, I mean, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, COVID's not slowing down anytime soon. Cons aren't opening up again, so I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how people are managing with their content creation flow, and um, you know, if you if you guys want to support the show, um, I actually recently had my um <coughs> my sponsorship contract with Anchor uh, go up for go up, so I mean, you guys won't be seeing ads on the uh, show for a while or however long it takes. So, I mean. Oh my gosh. If you'd like to support the show, you don't have to. It's completely voluntary, but you can either do so by uh, pledging to my Patreon. It's free to view, but I mean, if you go to the only tier and pledge any amount that you so choose, um, I can reward you with immortality on my blog <laughs> and uh, stickers and a cute little thank you note, or you can support me directly through Anchor itself through their a listener support platform, um, Lightning Palace blog on Twitter. Uh, you can watch any episode on your favorite podcasting platform. And that's enough about my plugins. Kia, if they want to go find you, where do they go? So if you want to find me, you can visit me on Instagram at Kia Sangria NY. You can also find me on Twitter at Kia Sangria 93. You can find me on my blog at Casually Kia. And you can find me on YouTube at Kia Sangria. All right. And with that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Kia for reaching out, being on my show. And I hope you had a great time. I and... had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Definitely want to have you on again at some point in the future. Uh, maybe when cons open up or something. I don't know. Sounds great. And, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for the next episode, and I will talk to you all another time. Take care. Bye.